whine about the best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. So now this is the story. The story of God Pop. And I learned, ah, it makes a difference. This was the diving board area. And I was one of the guards. And they weren't allowed to do it there. Three meter board. If you fell off sideways, you landed on the dam, the dam cement over there. Corn Pop was a bad dude. He ran a bunch of bad boys. And I did back in those days. And to show you how things have changed, one of the things you had to use, if you used promenade in your pomade in your hair, would you had to wear this baby? Okay, we're back. We're back. <laughs> Hi. So, uh, I don't know if this is season four of the V2V podcast, but it very well could be. Very well. That was uh, Sean Connery uh, telling the, the tale of Corn Pop. Old Joe's classic story. Pursuance Project is an organization, but it's an idea essentially created by Barrett Brown. Um, and he came up with it in solitary confinement while serving federal time for hyperlinking a hacked hack to a intelligence firm which kind of automatically tells you that like anyone who I mean he didn't take part in the hack he didn't do the hack he wasn't uh, involved in the planning of the hack he didn't have any of the zero days nor would he know how to do any of that but he's a journalist and he was in an IRC when this hack came up and he took that link and he copied it and he put it on, I mean, he put it into another room and just by virtue of doing that, he ended up doing five years in prison, although he was looking at a hundred years in prison. Oh, wow. And Barrett, uh, Barrett came up with this idea. I mean, one of the things we struggled with working on Twitter, you know, being an anonymous, being an activist online, working on Twitter, was sort of, you have an event pop up, and then you have all this energy, and all these people angry about it, and wanting to do something about it, and there's really nowhere to put it. There's nowhere to sort of, direct this energy so that it can actually form something positive. Um, so Barrett came up with the idea for pursuance, which the idea is essentially, I mean, like when you log into like a Target app and you're looking for something specific in the Target store, why can't that kind of be put into a framework for activism? And why can't then 
causes become pursuances, and therefore the pursuants have different tasks for for ultimately the general public to do towards getting the goal met for the activism. <clears throat> oh, so this is, it's more than uh, online, just online kind of. Thing. Yeah, it's way more than that, and also it will definitely be. Um, what do you call it? Like when you're anonymous in a chat room, like or like an app that uh, what encrypted, right? Yeah, but it would be an, it would be like secure, you know, oh. or somewhat secure. Yeah. I mean, of course, there are going to be state actors who begin to start trying to tinker with this, and I think the idea is also to sort of have journalists have a section in each pursuance so that. Journalists can enter in and write, you know, or have a collaboratory team of citizen sort of crowdsourced journalism to help the actual journalists publish or write and publish instead of having sort of the 1600 editor model, you know, mm -hmm. which seems to be quite flawed and clearly seems to be a part of sort of the journalistic malfeasance that is a part of Project Hastings, which is also a part of this Pursuance Project and Project PM, Project Murat, and also there's another op called Operation Swartz, or Project Swartz, actually, sorry, my fault. Um, mm -hmm. Project Hastings is to identify journalistic malfeasance, and I think the three different categories for journalistic malfeasance are journalists who write a story one way and publish it and then using sources or or you know yeah using the sources story and then a month later publish an article that completely negates everything that the source told them you know and that happens multiple times. You can find that with a lot of journalists. Right, or uh, or there'll be a story published and then, um, like on the front page, and then a retraction about something in the story that's like published somewhere no one ever sees. Right. Right? Like, right. It, so it exists. So I know we corrected the mistake, but uh, the information that's out there is the bad information because right. no one saw the retraction. Right, right. Uh, I don't know if that's a part of it. There were three categories to journalistic malfeasance. Um, I could probably look it up. Actually. Well, it's that the the malfeasance I'm talking about is just the um, the structure of it all with the with the uh, the journalist who writes something and then it goes to an an editor and is essentially grammatically corrected um, and then just goes out I don't I mean it's kind of a mystery how that specifically works in every case I guess regarding the veracity of whatever it is that's being reported on how true it is okay so I've got this here um, proving ground outlets that run contradictory stories on the same subject without correcting any of them um, so, search the archives of any of the below outlets for any of the subjects listed next to them. 
find the discrepancies in how they same how the same events have been reported, and you will. These are samples from our own last decade of soon-to-be published research. Now that you've gotten the hang of auditing the news media on its own, this isn't what I wanted to read. <laughs> no, but but it does bring something up. The idea that <clears throat> that news is always based on a a point of view. Um, so one side of the story isn't isn't ever really the whole story. Right. So it's it's good to get you know multiple points of view regarding a topic or a subject or a happening. Sure. So that the entire the entirety of the story can be better understood because if you only hear one side of it, you don't really know the rest. Right. There needs to be a lot more of that kind of thing done professionally because the way that works <clears throat> now is, is total chaos you know just uh, people online not knowing um, even real like sources to go to to find information right and I mean <clears throat> Project PM has already launched its wiki, which is its service based out in, based out in Iceland. Oh, hold on. I think this might... Hold on. Let me see. Okay, so. Class A malfeasance in which single journalist has published two different mutually exclusive accounts of the same incident or subject without having addressed the discrepancy. Class B malfeasance, same as above but pertaining to the single outlet rather than the single journalist. Class C malfeasance, in which a single outlet writes something contradicted by sources that the same outlet has elsewhere deemed credible without having addressed the discrepancy. In each case, the journalist or outlet suspect of having engaged in malfeasance will be given a chance to explain any previous perceived discrepancy, with such explanations to be added to the wiki on the incident in question should the page go forward. In cases where the explanation is deemed compelling by our team of volunteers, such a page will not actually be public published to begin with. In cases where the explanation is deemed insufficient, a page will be produced with the subject's explanation or barring that a note to the effect that no explanation was forthcoming. I like it. Yeah. Alright. So that's... Is that... Uh, that's uh, pursuance? Yeah, the, this is Project Hastings paste okay. bin, okay. and so I'm going to actually send you this link so that we can put it into the uh, whatever. Um, and then I'm going to read you something else in a second. Just give me a sec. Okay. Alrighty. So I'm looking now at Project PM's server, which is an Icelandic server, and this is the main page, and it says, Welcome to the Mura... Murat Project's public wiki in support of Project PM, Project Hastings, and Project Sports created to support activist content relevant to their particular pursuits. Project PM continues to investigate the cyber industrial complex, e.g. Palantir and other sort of 
uh, intelligence firms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Project Hastings investigates malfeasance, and I just read to you. Class C malfeasance must be part of Okay. So, I'm going to read this all over again. I'm going to start again. Sorry. Project Hastings investigates press, press malfeasance. A Class A malfeasance where a single publish, publication has published two different versions of the truth that are mutually exclusive. Class B malfeasance where a major outlet writes something that contradicts another major outlet. Class C malfeasance where one outlet writes something contradicted by compelling evidence. Class D malfeasance where maybe this was meant to be part of Class A and part of Class or class A or B, where a reporter has written something that they are not willing to correct and where they are not willing to defend the absence of correction. None of this is about criticizing reporters for not having the right ideology. Well, there's some loud noise. Yeah, it's an airplane. Mm. Burbank Airport. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Project Swartz, investigate ties between informants, collaborators, cooperators, ETC, who are going after activists, and either the FBI or law enforcement, as usual, we should rely upon documentation whose validity is not in question. The focus with Project Swartz, unlike these two other projects, is less about discrediting institutions behaving badly and more about helping the targets of those bad actors. We are trying to help these targets be aware of what they are up against. One more important outcome of this project is that it enables activists who are not well connected to other activists to assess, assess for themselves what is going on regarding this sort of activity they are facing, e.g. surveillance attempts to discredit them, documentation against them suddenly showing up online. Another component of this project for a bit down the road, others should be able to come to us with examples of activity against them. These projects can serve as Dropbox, for example, of press malfeasance, anti-activist activity, ETC. These projects also create incentive for these misbehaving institutions and groups to stop engaging in the activity in most of their illicit erroneous forms. Because, like, most of these actors, when they're called out, what the fuck are they going to say? Mm-hmm. Nothing they're doing is good. Nothing they're doing is of, you know, the public's general opinion to be a good thing. Right. So, almost automatically by itself, it negates or, you know, shows corruption. Mm-hmm. I uh, I just pull up the um, the project PM 2.0 main page. I'm gonna, um, That's what I'm looking at. I'm going to link that in. Uh, yeah, please do. In the description. So. That's uh, project PM wiki, by the way. If anyone cares to look that up. So I'm gonna. <clears throat> I'm going to bring up a little bit of my own Project Swartz here, if that's all right with you. Yeah. So, I don't know who this person is. I do believe I've been told by Dana, who is Marty's wife, that this person is not a federal agent. But... 
I still have real major concerns about what this person's intentions are and what the purpose of this person is. So, I started Op Liberation September 1st, 2011. And it was an operation to expose the troubled teen industry, primarily targeting WASPs, WWASP. How pleasant. Um, I lost my main large account, Op Liberation 1, about, I don't know, sometime after 2014, after the raid. And this, obviously Marty can't be operating Shut Logan River, and I don't think Dana wants to either. So this person is operating Shot Logan River at Shot Logan River. And then this person is also operating an account called At Op Liberation. And they are wearing my avatar that was made for me by an activist and a graphic artist. And they don't really do much with either of these accounts. I mean, it would kind of be beneficial to the movement, or at least to the survivor community, to utilize these accounts to at least do fucking something with them. And they don't. But instead, they talk shit about me. Hmm. And they talk shit about me publicly. And they dox me publicly quite often in these conversations. They use my first name. Which, you know, I'm okay with now. And let me just preface it, I have extremely tough you know, Jimmy's. I've kind of... This is really, really pleasant. They have really... <laughs> it's hard, I know, it's hard to talk about like serious stuff. I know. Like, nice I, I feel people. like I'm in a jazz concert or at a supermarket all the time. Or a department store. Ooh! No, um... <laughs> I have extremely tough Jimmy's, so this person doing this to me doesn't bother me. Nor does it bother me because I've been dogs. And in the first place, I was never fully anonymous. I wasn't doing any of the hacking. I was simply a survivor learning about and talking openly and publicly about the troubled teen industry, which was something that wasn't being done on Twitter at the time. This has nothing to do with sort of me wanting back into that account or me necessarily wanting to have this person removed from that account, I just simply find it odd that this person has this account that everyone thinks is me. And then he goes on to, in his replies, use my name constantly saying, this isn't Alexi, this isn't Alexi by the way. Oh, wow. And then the other day they show up in my DM and I will read these DMs to you verbatim. Um, <laughs> okay, so, the last time I talked to this person was 7-19-20, and it was as I was trying to get uh, Justice for Cornelius trending, and I did get it trending using Uranon News. So then this person shows up in my DM for 2921 and they go, 
If I'm going to be an effective vessel in this mission, you're going to have to trust me here. I don't want to hear about your moral codes in mentioning mentions any longer. We all have our reasons as to why we need to take a break, break away from time to time. You have broken away as well, and you have your reasons for doing so, yet you claim the reasons other others have are merely excuses. Your reasons are no more valid than others. I can be an effective vessel, but your support must be 100%. Primarily, I've never really broken away or taken a break from this shit. I mean, whether it was you and I talking about it on podcasts, whether it was me talking about it with other survivors, I'm in it every day. Mm -hmm. I kind of have have to see this through. I, I And I don't know if I will ever see it through. I don't know if there will come a time when there are no trouble team programs. But, uh, this person saying, everyone, we all have our reasons as to why we need to take a break away from time to time. Well, um, since this person's shown up, in Shut Logan River. They've done absolutely nothing with the account. So I don't understand what it means. We all have our reasons why we have to take time away from time to time because this person has never had any time for this operation at all. So I t replied back, well, what do you want though? We talked a year ago. How do you expect to get anything done? And I said, in my opinion, the op is dead, and breaking code silence has a much greater power. Whatever moral stuff you speak, you lack. And to be honest, you are an imposter and a joke. Trust is earned. I don't even know whom you are. That avatar you wear was made for me, specifically me. This amazing graphics artist made it for me. Who are you? And they said, Apparently, I'm nobody to you, therefore you should shut the fuck up in my mentions, right? Hmm. The only imposter here is a bitch-ass crybaby who can't let go of the past. This profile isn't yours, and you whine about it regularly. You can't be a part of the movement I'm about to spark and do something beneficial for those you represent. Oh, he says, you can be a part of the movement I'm about to spark and do something beneficial for those you represent. Or you can keep crying. It's up to you, bro. I said, well, I'm going to pass. Enjoy your movement. He said, peace. And I said, and enjoy your mentions. Hmm. I don't know who this person is, but it, it almost seems like they know me. Yeah. I mean, there were some references that sound like that. Yeah, it's almost like I've had a relationship with them before, but I have no fucking clue who they are. Um, and I, I mean, there was a time a while back when I first started communicating with this person that I felt like, oh, wow, I've just found something. What did you find? Well... Seven ten twenty will do. You know this is not Alexi though, right? I was Marty's partner in Stop Logan River. But that 
He didn't have a partner. Yeah. It was him and Dana. Right. Well, right. You you would know that. Interesting. I don't know. I, I still don't know. Hit. <laughs> Greetings, citizens of the world. This, again, is anonymous. We've launched a new campaign, and this time it's even easier for you to get involved. The name of this campaign is Operation Liberation. The goal of this operation is to destroy organizations such as WWASP. These organizations torture, abuse, neglect and brainwash young people in so-called troubled teen camps. If the teens were not troubled before visiting these evil institutions, they will be afterwards. Anonymous will not stand for child abuse. Awareness of these organizations must rise. We have already caused damage, with one of the hubs taken offline for 8 hours, over 200 prank phone calls made, over 500 spam forms sent to one of the sites, and over 100 letters sent in general. We need your help. There are two aims of this operation, to raise awareness of these evil organizations and to destroy them. I have been talking to many of the victims on Twitter, and have put up a paste bin with all the information about these atrocities. Find mcast underscore on Twitter for more details. Get involved. <laughs>